Do you want to be a radical for Jesus? Well, this is Pastor David, host of Restoring Your Voice, and that's what this show is geared toward. Geared toward everyday Christians to equip you for the good works of Jesus and live out your faith radically. And I hope you enjoy this episode of Restoring, Restoring Your Voice. Alrighty then, welcome to Wednesday's episode of Restoring Your Voice with me, your host, Pastor David. Today is the 28th of September, 2022. Uh, real quick reminders, don't forget, hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. You may be watching this from another platform, Facebook, wherever, or you may be listening to this on audio uh, podcast. Hey, head on over to the subscribe or to the YouTube channel, all right? The link should be in the description. It's David C. McGuire, simple. And hit that subscribe button. You're missing out on great content uh, if you if, if you haven't hit that subscribe button yet. Uh, also, uh, davidcmcguire.org. Don't forget about my website, all right? <clears throat> Everything is on there and in one place for you, all right? I do all of this for you. Uh, and don't forget uh, the upcoming free, that's right, you heard it, free, why? Because I endeavor to keep all my content free. Uh, e-course on biblical mental health. Um, so there we go. And there is that. All right, we're Richard. Welcome to the show. So um, I'm going to ask you, um, please hit that like button. All right. Really click that share button wherever you're watching from as well. This is an important word from the Lord I'm, I'm bringing today. All right. I'm going to be speaking primarily as a prophet today. So if you guys don't know, yes, that is calling as a prophet. That offends you, so be it. It is what it is. I'm not bragging about it. Um, but we, we have to touch on something extremely important. Um, and that's the fact of, is it going to be what's coming up? Is it revival? Is it judgment? Which one is it? Now, you may have heard me speak about both. And you may say, well, which one is it? And you know what? Just to be honest, I've questioned that myself. You know, am I really truly hearing from the Lord? Is it, is it, why, what, am I speaking two different things? Well, thankfully, thankfully, the Lord has clarified things for me. So is it revival or is it judgment? Well, I'm going to tell you it's not an either or situation. Now, what I'm, what I'm saying may go against the mainstream and the nicey, nicey words and the, the double for your trouble. And, uh, you know, um, at the beginning of the year, I did a, a review of prophetic words by the way, which from what I've seen, none of them have come to pass. So these yearly prophetic words that they put out, uh, not a single one has come to pass. So you can check out that video. But uh, why am I saying it's both? Well, let, let me let me read to you something that the Lord gave me today. Just just this very day, revival. This is this is what the Lord is saying. Revival is moving in power in the midst of darkness. So moving in power in the midst of darkness. Well, why is that important to know? You see, in America, right, whether it's explicitly said or not, but it's put out there that revival means everything is going to be okay, right? Revival means hakuna matata, right? No more worries for the rest of your life, right? Like the, like the Lion King song. Um that, that's what revivals put out there. You know, we have revival. Everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be grand. Uh, it may even go so far as uh, dominion theology, right? In other words, we're going to take over the government. We're going we're gonna to take over uh, in media. We're going to take over, and, and it's put out there. I'm going to tell you right now, don't, don't give in to it. You're going to be sorely disappointed when it doesn't happen. 
All right, don't do it. All right, just because it feels good, just because it sounds good, doesn't mean it is good, right? Doesn't mean it has a shred of truth to it. No different than when uh, Satan went and tempted Eve in the garden, right? It sounded good, right? If you if you eat from from this tree, right, the knowledge of good and evil, man, everything's going to be great. Well, we all know how that turned out, right? It didn't turn out great at all. And I'm telling you right now what's coming, right? I'm not putting a date on anything. I'm not putting a timeline because I haven't been given a timeline um, on anything. But I'm telling you that judgment is coming upon the U.S., all right? It's coming, I will say, sooner rather than later. Um, and and uh, it's going to cause a revival, all right? It is going to cause a revival. Now, you say, well, that just doesn't seem right. Well, I'm going to tell you it's very biblical. And and what came to mind as I was praying on this, and I was seeking the Lord and meditating on it, what came to mind was the children of Israel. All right, God sent warnings to them for decades, right? And let me tell you, if you listen to men like Tozer, A.W. Tozer, uh, Leonard Ravenhill, people like that, they they, they were sounding um, the warning prophetically, I believe, no doubt in my mind, back in their day. So if you don't know, A.W. Tozer died um, in the 60s. So so if you, whatever he started preaching, I don't know the exact time in my head. But back then, right? So fast forward to now 2022, right? Let's, let's take an honest assessment. Can we do that? Can we be honest with each other? Can we, can we look at things honestly? Can we, can we remove our rose-colored glasses if we're wearing them and say that, by and large, America and the church in America has not heeded the warnings? How do I know that? Because I've listened to these sermons, for instance, by A.W. Tozer. It's just I, I love listening to them. And, and the exact same thing he's talking about in his day is the exact same thing people like me and others who speak the truth are talking about in our day. So it's the sad fact that it has to be still talked about. And then that's exactly what happened in the Bible. God sent his prophets, right, to talk about things for decades, right? Now, not all of them lived around the same time. Some of them did, some of them didn't, but that's neither here nor there. But the point is God sent various voices to warn, to call them back to God for, for decades, Right. Some of them, you know, like Jeremiah did for decades anyway, and they didn't listen and they didn't listen. God warned what would happen. Now, the good thing is, because I'm not I'm not all about doom and gloom. Right. I'm not here to, oh, you know, because those, those people do that kind of thing for, for to get likes and whatever. But God, God had a purpose when when they didn't listen. Right. He said what would happen because God. God made a covenant, right? God is a God of covenant. He made a covenant with Israel that, that they would be forever his people. And that if they didn't listen, then, then they would be scattered, but then he would regather them. And he did. All right. That happened um, twice, right? And the, the first time they went to captivity. And then uh, after 70 AD, and obviously when the nation of Israel was born in the day in 1948. Okay. So God had a purpose, right? The people wouldn't listen. The people wouldn't listen, right? There, I mean, let's let's face it. Um, at the time of Solomon, because it was during Solomon's time when Israel went astray, right? Things were good, 
right? Things were great. In fact, I know that the reign of David is often called the golden age of Israel. Um, so things were good, right? And and they went astray badly, badly, right? There were there were some good kings in there, but they went astray. And overall, they didn't listen. So God had to take action. He had no choice after they continually, continually hoard after other gods, which the American church is whoring after other gods today. All right. It, it is what it is. I'm not trying to be indecent. I'm just, this is what the Bible says. And we have done it so a lot, right? I mean, so, so badly so that Christianity has plummeted in America, right? That the those who profess even just to be Christians alone don't even believe in things like the Holy Spirit is God. Um, they, the, by and large, it's, I mean, pastors themselves, only 37% of pastors hold the biblical worldview. And are you telling me everything's going to be okay? Are you going to tell me that, <clears throat> that God is just going to continue to allow this? Uh, no. Now, people say God is love, and the Bible does say that. <laughs> but God is holy, primarily. And therefore, God has to be just. And and when He did this with the children of Israel, right? I promise you, I'm not I'm not trying to ramble on here. I have a point to all of this, right? He had to send the Akkadians first, and then the Babylonians second to take action. And, and what happened though, when they were taken captive, when judgment was poured upon uh, the nation which at that time was two different nations, right? They had split um, Judah and Israel. And that's, so, but, but the point is what, what came about, right? So judgment, horrible, right? The temple destroyed, people scattered uh, under, under uh, pagan um, empires, both, right? Multiple ones, the empires of Babylon and Persia. And it would seem like a horrible time. I'm sure it was horrible to go through, but, there's, there's some things that happened in that darkness. All right. I, uh, the majority of the, if you don't know this, the majority of the Old Testament was written while, while they were in Babylonian captivity, right? So, so something good came out of this, right? Because that's, that's who God is, right? He, he doesn't just do things because he's angry. He has a point, he has a purpose to redeem when, when things happen, right? This is who God is. But it, it's not nice and it has to happen. And then what happened though? So so now fast forward. Um, now uh, Darius, no Cyrus, sorry, Cyrus is now um, the emperor of Persia, and he and he now sends the children of Israel back to the land, right? And, and when he sends them back, two men are sent with them, right? One by the name of Nehemiah, one by the name of Ezra, are sent back, right? And and. And then through the hardships and they rebuild the city walls and the temple and so on. So they go back and, and they find um, their fellow Jews are no longer following the law, right? They're, they're no longer, they're, they're intermarrying. They're, they're, they're in, they completely disregard God, right? Cause because they weren't supposed to intermarry. Uh, they were only supposed to marry Jews. So they come back and then what happens, right? I, I, what we could, consider a great revival happens now they return to the law amen now now they go back 
to observing uh, the feast days. And, and you can read this for yourself in the books of Ezra and the books of Nehemiah, where they open the book of the law and the people lament and mourn and repent and they come back to God. Amen. That That's the end result. The, the end result. Oh, you know, granted after captivity was what? 70 years, right? 70 years. But the point is it happened. Amen. Revival did break out. In Israel, I believe that's where we're at in America today. Now, I'm not trying to say America is Israel. That's not what I'm trying to say. Hear my heart on that. What, what I'm trying to put out is this is what's coming. All right. It's not going to be nice. It's not going to be pleasant. But let me tell you, too, friends, let me let me give you some blessed assurance. All right. Christianity around the world thrives where it's darkest. Remember, I read this at the beginning. I'm going to read it here again. Revival. This is what the Lord gave me. Revival. Moving in power in the midst of darkness. All right. This is normative Christianity the world over. Uh, by and large. Right. So, so we can kind of discard Europe. Right. They're, they're not really Christian in any shape or form. Uh, especially the Scandinavian nations. You know, things like that. So, so when I say the world over. Right, I mean where true Christianity is thriving, like places like northern Nigeria, you know, where just to, to be found out to be a Christian is your very life is in danger from your very own family at times, right? Uh, places like North Korea, places like China and Iran, and, and the list goes on and on. I mean, I remember when I was in Iraq, the first time in 2003, uh, and I remember we had some interpreters, um, some Iraqi interpreters so from from Baghdad, um, that's where we were at, come to me and say, hey, I'm a Christian, but don't tell anybody because my life, my, my family's life will be in danger. It's that, it's that way, but people thrive, do you not? That's what I'm trying to get at. It's not easy, it's not nice. But But if you don't think, Maybe I'm still talking nonsense, right? What did the first century church go through? They went through intense persecution as Jesus promised. And they thrived. Christianity exploded, right? Christianity, Christianity expo exploded in places that I think to our modern way of thinking would seem impossible, at the very least improbable. And yet it happened. And yet it happened. Amen. And Christianity did not even die out when God had to pour out his judgment as promised upon the nation of Israel as a whole. No, this belief system never died out. And it thrived for a time. And for a time, there was darkness, right? The Middle Ages. But then a resurgence. What I'm trying to get at is though it's, in the times where it often seems darkest, God is still moving. There is still, at, at the very least, a remnant of God's people moving. Like up leading, like the very dark times up to the Reformation, there were still people willing to stand for God, willing to, to come against the evils of the Roman Catholic Church just like I said, many, just all throughout, leading up to the time of the Reformation. 
You may not know about him, but believe me, it, it was happening. It never stopped. And I want to assure you, Christian, true believer. And I have to make that distinction of true believer, right? Not somebody who says they're a Christian, and maybe it's based upon how cushy their life is, right? But as Jesus says, when the, when the rains and the storms come, because they don't have a sure foundation, boom, away they go. That's not the people I'm talking about. The crowd I'm talking to right now, I'm addressing the true Christian whose foundation is the Lord, whose foundation is Jesus Christ, who is ground, who is um, grounded firmly in the word of God, right? Who the, the very written word of God is life to them, life to you, amen? Who, who the, the very written word of God, right? You say, yes, that's true. Right when Jesus says, "Hey, rejoice in persecution," you're like, "Amen! I'm ready to rejoice!" Right? I'm ready. I'm ready. Amen! Right? When you're, you're the type of people, right, that when people say evil things about you, you're like, "Woohoo! Amen! Man, this, please confirm my Christianity." All right, things like that. That's the crowd I'm talking to. All right? I'm not talking to the not nor not you know. Uh, what, what's the word? I was going to say, uh, anyway, nominal Christians. There we go. The nominal Christian crowd. That's not who I'm talking to right now, okay? All right, the nominal Christian crowd preaches and teaches everything's going to be all right. Not in the sense because we rely on God and because God is Lord throughout all of this. No. In other words, in the sense of everything's going to be all right because life is going to be great, right? I'm going to have money. I'm going to have health. I'm going to have wealth. I'm going to I'm going to be well liked. I'm whatever it is that they put out there, right? I'm gonna grant get get houses. I'm gonna whatever it may be. That's not the crowd I'm talking to. I'm talking to the biblical Christians, right? The Christian that is defined through the Bible. I'm talking to you today. I want to encourage you. I'm, I want to encourage you that though judgment is coming, however, revival in the midst of the darkness, in, in the in the midst of the judgment. Right in the midst of, of the persecution coming, right? And I believe that this this not just biblical persecution, but uh I don't know, I'm gonna use the word intense persecution for lack of a better term. Um, in other words, a persecution we have not yet seen here in the West. I'm not and and I want to be I want to be kind of specific in a way. When I talk about intense persecution, I'm talking about above and beyond, say, if you say a man cannot be a woman and they fire you from your job, right? If you say, if you try to bring your children to therapy because they think either <clears throat> they were born in the wrong body or, or they're same-sex attracted, it's illegal and you could be punished for it to include jail time. All right. Yeah, that, that is bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay that, but I'm talking about above and beyond. I'm talking about things like the government knocking on your door because they found out you're a Christian. I'm talking about the government knocking on your doors because you said, Hey, don't obey them. Things like that. 
right? I'm not going to get into any more because I don't have any more specifics than that. So I'm not going to try to go above and beyond what I believe the Lord is showing me. All right, I'm, I'm trying to remain humble. All right, I hope I've, I've <laughs> learned my lesson by now. But uh, just to give you an idea, right? That That's what's coming. And you say, well, is that of God? Well, was it of God, you know, to send Nebuchadnezzar and destroy the temple? Was that of God? Absolutely it was. Yeah, it was absolutely 1,000% of God. No different than what's going to be sent our way soon. Sooner rather than later. But I want, I want to give you hope. I want, I, want, I want you to, I want you to, I want to encourage you like never before to press into the Lord. And, and right now um, we're, we're in the 10 days of awe. So the 10 days uh, between um, the Feast of Trumpets, you know, Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year, and Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, right? In other words, this is the time now, brothers and sisters, for us to seriously examine ourselves, to, to get deeply introspective about ourselves. Right, this is not the time. Let me give you this warning. This is not the time to go call out how everybody else is wrong. Right? This this is a time to say, Hey Lord, shine your light in my heart. Shine your light into the deepest recesses of my being. Shine your light. Right? To to cry out. To cry out like David cried out. Right? Lord, search me. Right? find if if there is any sin in me right because the bible says who may ascend to the hills of the lord but he who has clean hands and a pure heart and i think we can all we 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 all need not just can we all need it's essential that we do this especially right now i just i just feel an urgency from the lord for every believer to take specific, special time. Oh, so this is time aside from your normal prayer time. Take aside, take an extra special time of the day, where whenever that is for you, whenever you can make it possible, please, brothers and sisters, turn off the TV, put down the book fiction, put, put down other books by other authors, and get in the presence of God Make specific prayer time specifically for that deep introspection, right? To, to come before God. And, you know, we may hear from him different ways, and, and that's okay. So it may be God literally speaking to you in that inner voice telling you, hey, I, this is what I want you to repent of. Or it may be a, a feeling. You, you, may, you may open up the scriptures during that time. You may come across a scripture, and it may be something like, I'm just plucking something. Um, you know, you have heard it. Jesus talking, you have heard it said, right? And then he says, uh, if you look upon a woman with lust in your heart, that's adultery. Maybe maybe you come across a scripture like that. And you're like, okay, Lord, I'm so sorry uh, for, for lusting after other women. I'm so sorry for that. Please cleanse me. Something like that, right? I'm not saying that is you, but I'm just saying it could be something like that but i'm urging you please take this time this is the time you want to gird yourself up this is the time i want to gird myself up we need to gird ourselves up in the lord 
and, and be absolutely sure and be rock solid. Because I'm telling you, the, the Bible warns that, that if we fall into temptation, right, it's because of something in us. It talks about that in James, right? We are drawn away by our own what? By our own lusts and desires. We don't want that, right? We want to be solidly grounded. We want we don't want the area of compromise in our lives. And and maybe, maybe you've heard somebody speak to you about an area in your life that needs to be fixed up, right? And that's okay. That that's great, in fact. Right? That means you're doing Christianity the right way. And and take it to the Lord in prayer. Right? Even if it offends you, if it riles you up, if it rubs you the wrong way, right? Just pause. Just 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 take it to the Lord, you know, it may be true. And if it is true, praise the Lord, then then it's an area for you to fix up, you know? And if it's not true, well, it's an area for you to fix up. Why do I say that? Because you got so offended and riled up by it. And maybe there's a pride issue in there. And that's okay to get fixed up. It's okay. This is all okay. This is not about shame and guilt and, and, and condemnation. What this is is getting right, right? What this is is continuing to let the Lord do his work in us. Amen? I mean, this is what the Bible says, right? He is faithful and just to complete the work that he began in us, right? If you're a Christian, he began a good work in you. No different than he began a good work in me. And we are all on the same journey in this regard. I don't care how long we've been walking with the Lord. Seven years, 70 years, nine years, 90 years, you name it. Regardless, we're, we're all on this journey to, to be continually conformed into the image of Christ Jesus. And this is what the Bible says, right? We're to be conformed into the, into the image of Christ. Can, can, we, can, we, can we all agree to do this together in unity, you know what? I just I really now I'm, ooh, I'm feeling something, getting something stronger from the Lord. You know, bring this to your church. Bring bring this to, to to gather together in corporate prayer meetings of deep repentance. Just just bring it, offer it on the table to to your local church, right? Humbly, by the way, don't don't come with thus saith the Lord. Right, just say, hey, Pastor, hey, I think it would be a good idea for us to come together in, in 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 a prayer meetings, right? Just to call upon the name of the Lord, just just to repent together. I, that's beautiful. I, that's absolutely one thousand percent beautiful. So I just urge you, like I said, don't come there with humility. Don't don't do it with thus saith the Lord. You know that's not going to get you anywhere. I, I but please, I. Please, brothers and sisters, the judgment's coming. So are you ready for it, right? Or have you been living a, a nominal Christian life? What do you mean nominal? In other words, in name only, right? I, you call yourself a Christian. You read your Bible. You might even pray, attend local church, but you live in sin, right? What, whatever that sin is. I want to be careful here, here not to make any specific examples. But you live in sin and you know you live in sin. Right? And you try to hide it when you go to when you when they gather with your fellow believers. You try to act like, oh no, you know, you're you're Joe Christian, you're you're Jane Christian. I'm merging you. Don't do that any longer. Don't do that. You need to repent. 
You need to confess your sins one to another, the Bible says. I believe we've lost a lot of that. I believe we, we've, we've completely lost it in our churches today. Where we're, we don't do that anymore. And we need to bring back confession. Yeah, this all, believe me, this all ties together. I'm not trying to go off on a tangent here. If you want to move in the power of the Lord, if, if you want this, this, this to move in power in the midst of darkness, if you want that to be able to happen, if you want that to be normative in your life, then there's things you're going to need to get out of you. You know, I always use the illustration of if you have a cup and you have, we'll say, orange juice in there, but you want to put milk in there, right? What do you have to do first? You have to empty out the orange juice, clean the inside of the glass, and then pour the milk in there. Otherwise, what's going to happen, right? It's going to be part milk. It's going to certainly not taste good, though. So well, there's stuff in us we need to empty out. Yes, it's such a thing where we can have more of God in our life, that we can be, be filled even more with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. There's nothing unbiblical. We need that. If we want to be able to move in power in the midst of darkness, it's got to be in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's got to be. There's, there's no other option right now. There, there's no other choice. It's God's way or no way. And part of that is confessing our sins one to another. We need to get back to that. It's a good thing. It's a biblical thing. Why do you think the Bible says, commands us to do that? But we're not doing it. But we need to get back to it. And I'll tell you right now that here at Restored to Life Church, all right, we practice confession, right? We practice it almost to the level of the seal of confession uh, of the Roman Catholic Church. All right, which means you can tell me, hey, I will say, we'll just use this as an example, right? All right, this is not actually a, a person, just to let you know. Um, say, I've committed adultery. I've, 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 I've slept with another person that's not my spouse, right? Okay, somebody comes along and tells me that. I'm not going to blab it out to anybody else. I'm going to counsel them on what to do, but I'm not going to blab about it. See what I'm saying? You're like, well, shouldn't you tell somebody about that? No, I should not. Maybe you should tell that spouse about it. No, I should not. And we need to get back to it if we want to move on power. All right? Because that's, let me, let me tell you, one, one of the best tactics ever of Satan is to get us to keep our sin in the darkness. Best tactic ever to keep our sin in the darkness instead of bringing it to light. Instead of bringing it to the light of God where we can be redeemed, we can be made holy, we can be cleansed, justified, purified, instead of the devil doesn't want us to do that. But we need to do that. So um, basically what I'm trying to give you is um, strategies to navigate the what's up ahead. Right. And you don't want the strategy when you're already on the journey. Right. Just like you don't want to start a journey, but you have no, you know, and you think you're heading in the right direction. Right. But in the middle of the journey is not the time to turn on the GPS. Right. Before you even begin. Right. Is the time to map out your route. 
like let's turn on the GPS. Is that the best route? Is there traffic up ahead? You see what I'm saying? I'm just trying my best to give you some simple strategies to implement right now. That's all I'm trying to, trying to do, right? Just, just like in the army, right? We, we don't just go to war, right? We we train, we we you know, uh, train how you fight, and and that's simple. That's all I'm trying to do. Because if you don't do it now, right? If you don't practice this these things right now, I can guarantee, I can guarantee you won't do it when push comes to shove. Guarantee. Because if you can't do it when things are easy, you you certainly won't do it when things are very hard. And I don't want to see anybody uh, be that way. I, I want you to live the Christian life fully. And I'm not talking nicey-nicey, feel-good, Hakuna Matata stuff. I'm talking biblical stuff. So let's get to it, right? And I'm, and, and another thing, obviously, something I, I talk on but all the time, but it needs to be said, is if you're not part of a local church body, then you need to. You're disobeying God, right? You, you're basically, in a nutshell, handed over to Satan right now. Yeah, it's that serious. You need to find a solid local church, whatever it takes. You know, if you say to me, brother, well, there's no churches, no good, solid biblical churches in where I'm at in my area, which I find it hard to believe in the first place. But if, if, if you say that, then you need to do what it takes to find a local church body. If that means moving somewhere else, then move somewhere else. But you need to. Right? I'm not going to go into a deep teaching on this. Why? But the Bible says it. You can read it for yourself. Uh, I would recommend reading 1 Corinthians probably on this subject. But you need to. Alright, let's stop it. Stop thinking you can do it on your own. That's another great tactic of Satan is, is the tactic of isolation, right? By ourselves. No, the Christian life was never meant to be lived alone. No man, no woman is an island. Get to a local church, right? Stop trying to be a sin sniffer. I believe that's one of the one of the biggest reasons why people aren't part of a local church body is because they just want to be a sin sniffer. They want to be a heresy hunter. That's all they want to do. Stop it. All right. The person preaching on from the pulpit is, is no better than you are. And you're no better than they are. We need humility. That's another point. I feel like the, right now that the, the Lord is want, wanting me to say is, is pride. Time to get rid of the pride. The Bible says that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You want that empowering grace of God? You want that 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 grace that's going to give you the power to, to, to thrive in darkness? Then simple. Humble yourself. If they, you know, that may take you, that may take you humbling yourself before people, apologizing to people for wronging them. Do it. Don't wait. It's biblical, by the way. You know, Jesus made this illustration and he says, you know, if you if you're offering, 
at the altar, right? And you remember a wrong that you have against your brother. Then he says to leave your offering at the altar and to go make right. I'm urging you, go make right. Don't put it off. You know, whether or not those people receive you, regardless of you need to take the action, you need to take the initiative regardless of the outcome. All right. It's time to put aside pettiness. It's time to put aside, well, so-and-so, you don't know what they did to me. Well, you know what? They crucified Jesus and he cried out, Father, forgive them. They were stoning Stephen. Stephen cried out for the Lord to bless them. So don't tell me you don't know what they did. Believe me. You're not Jesus Christ. You're not God. You're not perfect. And if, like I said, if Christ could cry out, the perfect one, the very creator, Father, forgive them. Who are you to withhold making right with, with people? Yeah, that's right. You're, it's not right to do that. So, um, yeah, I think that's where we're going to end for today. Um, I don't want to push it. And I don't want to just prattle on um, when I don't, I don't feel like I'm getting anything else from the Lord to say on this subject. So it's not an easy subject to talk about, but I hope that brings clarification um, to what's coming and the reason for it and the good news um, that's going to come out of all of it. So with that, don't forget to hit that like button wherever you're watching from. Click that share button. Share this word with other people, please. Don't just keep it to yourself. Be a blessing to others as well. And um, don't forget, like I said, to head on over to the website. Uh, sign up to receive my newsletters. All right, if you're not receiving my newsletters, you are missing out. Um, I, I, I'm not very good. I got to get better at doing newsletters, but I do put them out. So head on over to the website, hit that, hit that sign up to receive the newsletters. All right. You're going to be blessed. You're going to be blessed. I promise you, I don't sell your information. Okay. I'm not, I don't do that. Um, anyway, so thank you all for watching. Um, I did my best to, to speak on what I believe I'm getting from the Lord. Um, but it is what it is. Anyway, with that, we're out for today. Um, God willing, um, I'll be back with you on Monday. Um, not sure how the rest of the week is going to work out next week, but my mom's coming in to visit. And obviously, I'm going to give my attention to my mother um, when she comes to visit. So we'll see how that all plays out. So with that, everybody, be blessed. Yep. Be blessed, everybody. <laughs>